Hi guys and welcome back to the Female Fitness Podcast. I'm your host Danny, and today I have the pleasure of being joined by Georgia Rose who is my bikini sponsor and the owner of Georgia Rose Bikinis and I wanted to get Georgia on to talk a little bit about her business but also help you guys when looking for your bikini and choosing your bikini what's appropriate and what you need to consider when you are doing so so georgia first of all could you tell us a little bit about yourself and when did you first decide to start up georgia rose bikinis and why yes um absolutely so everyone seems to ask like i get that question asked a lot you know how did you start how did you start your business? And I feel like a lot of people always have business plans or had planned things out, but uh, Georgia Rose Bikinis was one giant, well, giant great mistake. <laughs> um, so I got into and started my business more as a hobby to begin with. Um, I dabbled in competing in 2015. And at the time I was a, a fashion student. Um, didn't have a lot of money like all, stu- like all students don't. Um, and my, my auntie makes ice skating dresses and has her own business doing that. And I was like, there's no way I'm going to pay for these expensive suits when I know how to sew. And I've got these kind of, these people around me that kind of know what they're doing. And I said, you know what, I'm just going to, I'm going to make them myself. There are people out there that make them themselves. And I said, I should be the perfect person and I should be able to do this. So as I made my first couple of suits, I mean, I look back at them and they're so basic compared to what suits are now. I mean, trends change a lot in bikinis, similar to how fashion trends change. It's very similar. Um, I made my suits and I competed. And then after that, I, I think I enjoyed it so much. And my mom gave me the idea. She's like, why don't you start making suits, you know, bikinis for people that compete? I said, it's not a bad idea. I'm like, I know how to sew. I know how to do this now. Like, why don't I start? So I started by contacting um, just kind of like friends of friends at the time and like offering like, look, I'll make your bikini for like this small amount of money. I just kind of want to start it. And um, funny enough, the first ever bikini I made, I still kind of chat to this girl here and there. And so she's always saying to me, I can't believe how much has changed since 2015. You made me a a stage bikini. I think it was for um, WBFF as well. Um, But Long story short, um, it started as a hobby and I started making more and promoting it on my own like personal Instagram. And then it kind of just grew and I had more people contact me about making bikinis. And then I, you know, decided on a brand name and I was like, wow, like this could actually be a business. Um, And I have to say it hasn't felt like my real full business till five years later, which is probably this year. This is the first year that I I felt like, wow, this is actually working. Yeah. Um, I left my part-time job April 2019. Is that right? April 2019. So yeah, it's been like a year and a half about since I've been fully self-employed. It's just been a whirlwind like accident. So yeah, I never planned for GR bikinis or GR makeup and it's just been crazy and an amazing accident for sure. And it's amazing, do you know what? It's amazing that it's grown quite organically and you've not exactly like, that's perfect. It. No. It, it just shows you're really good at what you do and you're really passionate about it, and that's why it's worked. Yeah, and um, obviously, like you can always, there's always hindsight, 
and I could look at it and be like, oh, I wish I would have done this two years ago. I wish I would have done that three years ago. But like, that's completely irrelevant. Hindsight is twenty twenty. Um, but I'm really glad I've learned so much along the way. Like, I don't know. I didn't know anything about business. I didn't know anything about anything, any of that. I've literally just learned by doing, by making mistakes and by following my passion. There are plenty, there are years where I was like, I'm not good at this. I don't like what I'm doing. What am I even doing? And I try to still figure out kind of what I liked and who I was like along the way. And I think this has been like the pivotal year for me in my business, pandemic aside, um, this has been truly an insane year for me and really understanding like I am, I can do this and I am good at what I, what I do. Um, and there's definitely a, a big future for me in my business as well. So it's really, really exciting. Definitely. Do you think part of the reason this year has been quite pivotal is because you left your other job and sort of went all in on Georgia Rose Bikinis? Yeah, so I left obviously like middle beginning of 2019 and then which was a huge step and I was like, oh my God, I have to make this work. And I think I was definitely like just scraping the barrel and 2019 was a hard year for me mentally. I had a lot of stuff going on like family wise and just with me and breakups. And so for me, I was just trying to survive in 2019. 2020, I was like, this is my year. I'm like, I can do this. And then pandemic hit. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. And I think it just kind of lit a fire underneath me. And I was like, I have to make this work. Like there is, I, there is no, nothing. <laughs> I didn't even know what to do. I did, I did go through like a two week period of just like wanting to give up, but yes, not having, going back to what you said, leaving my job. And that does kind of like light the fire under under you because it's like you can only solely rely on yourself yeah and when you have that kind of like feeling of being scared um it just kind of forces you into position in an uncomfortable position which i think more people should do and i think if you're self-employed you know what i mean when i say that because you just like you're like no matter what happens i'm gonna make this work um yeah. and i'm really happy that I did do that because it was so much learning and put me in a position where I'm like, you know what, whatever's thrown at me now after this pandemic, I'm almost certain that I can get, <laughs> I can get through anything now. Um, but yeah, what a transition year from 2019 to here. It's, it's been so yeah. crazy. No, it's incredible that you've made it worse and you still work and you've still had your best year yet, despite yeah. such a mental year. Yeah. Um, so what federations do you cater for when it comes to bikinis? So a lot of the, a lot of bikini companies will have like a, almost like a niche. I've, I've always kind of wanted to put myself like in the middle where like I cater to all of them, which is, I find difficult because the more girls come to me from a certain federation, for example, like my big ones would be like PCA and two bros, because those are the two most popular ones. So by any like it will just happen that I get all bikinis majority from those two federations because those are the most popular ones um so I basically do them all like I do the my the couture bikinis too I don't do a lot of them because it's not as popular as a federation 
and I don't niche myself as like majority doing couture bikinis, I would absolutely love to do more because I really, really enjoy making those bikinis. I really get to use my creativity um, and my artistic flair and I really enjoy doing them. So I did say, I was speaking to Jasmine from Compact, I said, I really want to do more couture bikinis. That's kind of one of my goals for 2021 is to kind of branch out and try and get into more of those ones. Um, but to answer your question, I do them all. <laughs> I do all of them. Um, I send bikinis uh, to Europe and America now, which is awesome as well. Um, as MPC slash IFBB is such a huge federation and it's global, it makes it easier for me to sell bikinis worldwide now as well. Same with WBFF though, that they are global, it's a global federation. Yeah. Um, yeah, all of them. <laughs> and when someone's choosing a bikini style, so like the cut of the bottoms and the, the shape of the cup, what do athletes need to consider when they're choosing these things? Um, so obviously I always say to my clients, do your research, although I know the answer to their question. It's nice to know that girls have gone out of their way to, to research everything and be like, I think this is what I know, um, or this is what I should be wearing, but I, I, won't, I know all the answers to, all the, to the questions that they have. Um, so I know all the rules and the regulations in terms of the cup shape, the bottom shape, all of it, um, what would suit them best and what the judges are looking for. Some federations have quite strict requirements and some of them are a little bit more lenient. Um, so yeah, I do know, all of it. it was my job to know um and um i would say to girls do your research speak to your coach like someone like you <laughs> um i think a couple of your girls actually said said to me in a consultation danny said that i have to wear this so so obviously you know as well um but yeah do um doing your research looking around instagram is got basically everything that you need to know but I like to say that the federations will have these things written on their website but yeah. you can kind of go off of what's on like start at the I always say start at the pro stage what are they wearing there and what are people winning in then surely like that should be quote-unquote allowed um yeah that's basically yeah. That. I always say sort of like look at the the federation's rules first because if there's anything like for example you have to have x amount of coverage of your glutes yeah. with this federation then you need to take that into account and then look at who's placing with that federation that winning yeah like Isn't for that example two bros don't have a written rule that you have to have connects on the bottom however if you look at who's placing everyone has connects on the bottom that's what i always say i said well look at the pro stage they're all wearing like the really teeny tiny pro cut bottoms do you want to be that one person on stage with a little bit more coverage probably not because you're just kind of you'll stand out for the wrong reasons. I hate to say that you're like conforming, but you're not. Because you remember, they, if they, everyone's looking at, look, looks ident not identical, the bikinis are identical, then all you're look, they're wanting to look at, it's not distracting them, is the sh their body shape and their condition and their stage presence. Um, I think that's kind of, I like the idea that they're, um, they want everyone in like the same bikinis because yeah. WBFF, is got more flair and you got to show your personality so you got to have the most pizzazz in that bikini and you got to and it's got to be that wow factor whereas um mpc fbb 
is strictly bodybuilding. So I think they mark you down rather than mark you up, don't they? So um, everyone almost needs to look identical. And like, you know, on the pro side, I have no idea how those judges do it because those girls are phenomenal. And I'm like, what are they even looking at? Like, they all look just insane. So all their bikinis are pretty much the same. That's probably a good thing. Yeah. Um, it's like you don't want to give, you don't want to give the judges a reason to mark you down rather than trying to well, stand yeah. You don't want to stand out like for the wrong thing. You gotta be like, well, why is her bikini different than all the all the other girls? It could go. I mean, it could go one way or the other, but you never know. But yeah, yeah I do always um, advise my um, IFBB girls for you know triangle top tops, connectors top and bottom. Um, the only one that I'm struggling with at the moment is um, the new wellness category. I, I call it new, the new-ish wellness category because. I went, I've um, paid for a couple of those streams and I'm watching the, cause I wanted to see what the, the wellness girls look like. And they're, the pros are all wearing different things. Cup, like underwire cups, triangles, no connectors, uh, with connectors. And I was like, how am I gonna, so I said, I guess it's just quite open. Or there's not, it's not been on stage long enough for yeah. there to be a trend. Yeah. yeah. And when I look at, some of the American bikini companies, they've obviously taken wellness from Europe and where is it like South America? Yeah. That way it's like where it's kind of started. And obviously they're all wearing the, they call them Euro suits, which is funny. They call European suits. So they're like the cups, which no one in the States wears. The underwire like bra cups with the high rise, really high rise. They call them Euro style knickers, which is so what they consider. So that's what all the American suit companies are putting their wellness girls in because they think that's what they they should be wearing because it's come off of the European stages. So, so it'll be interesting to see how that sort of evolves. Um, it's not been around long enough for a trend to have started. So I've made, I do this, I get this question a lot from my wellness girls. They're like, I don't know, do I wear connectors or not? And I said, look, there's not really been a trend yet. So this is entirely up to you. So Lily Anderson, I made her two wellness suits and she's like, I want connectors. I'm like, let's do it. Because she likes the way they look and she likes the way they sit on her figure. Yeah. And I said, that's all that matters then. Like, let's just do, no, let's just do connectors because you like them. Yeah. When it comes to sort of girls with implants versus without implants, is there a particular um, cup style that you would recommend for each of those girls? Yeah. So I actually about to make an IGTV about this because um, I do two different molded cup, molded triangle cups. And the, the long one is the one that comes up a little bit higher um, on your chest, which is better for bigger boobs, taller girls and implants. Um, so that is something that uh, I would always recommend for girls with implants. I always say, come for a fitting, let's do a virtual consultation so I can see you as well. Um, and also my, my smaller triangle cup, which is one that you, one that you wore, Danny, only goes to a size D. So you'd yeah. have to have like smaller implants to wear that size. Um, anything bigger than that, you have to wear my um, triangle long. Yeah. And we noticed, obviously, this season, I started with the red bikini, which had a bit more coverage. And then we went over to the bluey purple bikini, which had, which was more of a pro cut. And yeah, that it, suit yeah, it, yeah. Better. the blue one suit my glutes better because I have quite yeah. long glutes. Is that yeah. like a trend that you've noticed? 
So what I've noticed is over the last five years, the bottoms have just gotten smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. Like I wouldn't even, if I look back at what I was making back in like 2015, 16, they look huge. The bottoms look huge compared to what they're wearing now. So honestly, if you look at the pro, like IPB pro stage back in like 2015, 16, 17, they're all wearing the lower cut connectors the ones that have like the dangly bits do you know what I'm talking about yeah yeah when they go straight across with like the dangly bits and the coverage is like way bigger and it's just again trend it's so bizarre um and they are and you look back and you're like wow like what they're wearing now is so much more flattering why were we not doing it then yeah it's you know it's strange and um I've only added the pro cut bottoms like to my you know, repertoire of styles, like literally like this year, um, before I had like micro Brazilian, I was like, oh my God, they're getting even smaller. So we do the pro cut. <laughs> so, you know, I have a selection of like six different styles of bottom from like the tiniest being a thong to like the biggest being a modest cut. And, you know, the modest cut is for maybe someone like that's entering a um, like transformation category uh, from like purely or those style shows who don't like feel entirely comfortable having all of their glutes on show that's why I offer that style um, but yeah we put you in a pro cut because it just again tubers love loads of glute they want to see all of it and it just happens to suit your figure especially yeah I mean I think it suits, I think it suits everyone's figure I, I like obviously lots of glute showing would you usually sort of like um, say to people that they should usually only really get the pro cut if they're competing with MPC or IFBB or would you recommend that for people competing with maybe, I don't know, the PCA or the UKDFBA as well? Um, so most of the time, if girls are unsure, I say go micro Brazilian, which is literally a little bit more coverage. And that's majority of the styles that I make now is going to be that one. Those ones are really appropriate for the, you know, PCA or the ones that you just mentioned. Um, but there are girls on stage wearing pro cut at PCA now because everyone's just like, I want all my glutes showing. So are the other federations going to tend to be more lenient? I don't know. Um, there's some categories that you have to wear thong in, like the NABAs. What's that? What's that category called that that Zena does? Figure. Like toned figure. Yeah. So it's kind of like yeah. the, the smaller figure girls. Some federations want them to wear thongs because it's part of that whole look, and some don't allow it. Again, you have to read these things up. Um, and that's why I always offer multiple bottoms. So you can buy two pairs of bottoms in the same bikini, which is still a lot cheaper than buying two bikinis, which is completely, it's not necessary. So say, um, uh, you know, Zena, for example, she wants to wear a thong in Naba because that's what they want, but she's not allowed to wear it for, um, I don't know, another federation that doesn't allow it. What's the one that she did the... NFM UK. Oh, the other one. UK, the FBA. Yeah, that's it. that's it. I don't think she was allowed to wear it for that one. So I said, cool, we'll put you in micro Brazilian or pro cut. So it's still enough glute coverage to show your amazing shape, but it's still allowed. The Federation will allow it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And when it comes to a bikini, is there anything that athletes should consider when they're choosing connectors? 
oh, we had this conversation, didn't we? Um, and I always say, you know, if your shoulder is your strong, like a bit too strong of a point where like, remember with you, you're like, mm, my shoulders are on the verge of being a little bit too full for the tubro stage. I said, cool, let's put you in a slightly wider connector, like it being a four row, because that will actually bring down your shoulders versus if we put you in a little tiny one row or two row, which are super slim, that will make your shoulders pop more. So it could be the other way around. If you're too, too big for a bikini, you know, we put you in a bigger one. Or if you're like, my shoulders are slightly lacking and I want them to look more full, I'll put you in the smallest connector possible. When I, whenever I wear a spaghetti shop, I'm like, oh my God, my arms look huge. Because it just gives the illusion. And that's what bikini is. And, and your bikini shape that you're wearing, it should all be helping create that X-frame illusion. And all these little tiny things I always think are important. Obviously, some the really skinny ones are really popular on the, um, the pro stage. So I'm getting a lot of requests for the really thin ones. The girls are absolutely loving that. But don't just wear what you think you should wear does that make sense yeah don't wear the color because oh my god x y and z is wearing this color and they're winning in it i'm like but is that your color yeah. wear something that you that you feel confident in and that looks good on your hair color your skin tone and just your like personality so like i think you looked amazing in red but that purple just made you like light up does that make sense that whole look was just like meant for you and that's what everyone should consider when picking like every tiny thing about their bikini, not just, I want to wear this bikini because this girl wore it. I don't want exactly like her. I'm like, well, you look nothing like her. So it should be what you should wear. That's, yeah. all. that's literally what, always what I suggest. And when it comes to bikini color, are there any sort of like particular colors you would generally stay away from or that you would generally sort of stick to? Um, for the IFBB stage, um, and two bros, always regal, punchy colors, your red, blue, I mean, yellow, if you have the right skin tone, orange, if you have the right skin tone, even like dark colors, it just has to be the right, you have to have the right complexion, the right hair color, but it needs to be a bright color, nothing too like, um, pale, um, like a pastel color, it get lost in the lights um not none of that like ombre business it should all kind of be like multiple you can have multicolored, but just kind of i hate using the word basic but just kind of clean classy and simple i'll use it yeah. that's a better word whereas if you do the like you know pcas and like the um, other federations you can go with that ombre style they like it it's really popular there it's very popular in europe as well but the americans you don't see any americans wearing ombre bikinis yeah. in the category um so yes to go back to what you're saying all regal punchy colors i mean um i'm really hoping that um like that sapphire cobalt blue is going to be popular next year because it's just one of my favorite colors and i think both blondes and brunettes can wear it there's a few colors that is like multi-hair so i would say purple depending on the shade of purple can be worn by both blondes and brunettes royal blue as well as one of them Sometimes green, depending on the shade, but it should be, everything should be a bright color that looks amazing against your tan, um, different against your hair. So I never say like, I don't like, personally, I don't like dark hair, dark bikini. I like light hair, dark bikini. Does that make sense? Yeah. So at least you need to have like a color in there to um, be a contrast against your tan 
your bikini and your hair all should be kind of slightly different because it just makes you pop on stage yeah do you know people who maybe have ginger hair are there any mm. specific colors that you would recommend for them because i always think it's sometimes quite a hard ginger. people that have ginger hair only have like a couple of colors they can wear it's gonna be like obviously they can't wear red or orange or anything in that tone it has to be like pur- it's gonna be like purple or blue yeah or like it's blue those are kind of the only two colors that um they can really wear on but you can have like that kind of hybrid color similar to like what you wore so it could be like a you know a bluey purple um or i love the idea of like teal and like that dark dark turquoise against red hair oh my god well you look like the little mermaid but in the best way (laughs) do you think green would look good with like ginger slash red hair yeah so that like kind of like any like anything that's like especially if it's like a contrast color is gonna you really I mean I think a redhead would stand out on stage so much because there's just not many of them yeah but if yeah there's a redhead on stage you'd be looking at them straight away because it's just not very common definitely and what should athletes consider when they're thinking about sort of complementing their makeup to the color of the um so a lot of the time I'll get asked a question like um do I have to wear the same eyeshadow color as my bikini um or you know do i have to be quite you know if i have a red bikini do i have to wear red lipstick and the answer is no it's whatever you feel comfortable in uh if you're going to play with color you have to be i always say if you've never worn colored eyeshadow before and all of a sudden on your show day you're going to decide to wear it that's going to be a quite dramatic uh, that feeling you're going to be like oh my god so not only is stage makeup very full-on if you're going to try something that you've never tried before on your show day, I probably wouldn't suggest going for like a full on colored look. If you're one of those very outgoing, confident people, that's when I want to mermaid eyes, then you're going to like what you're wearing um, and you're going to feel good in it. And of course you can wear color to match your, to complement your bikini. It just has to be done right by the makeup artist for sure. Um, so, I mean, I have done makeup trials pre stage it's very rare that i do that but if you're someone that's not funny about getting their makeup done but particular sure book in a trial with me or a trial with your makeup artist first so it's kind of like what you do before your wedding day it yeah. needs to be perfect you know what i mean so it's you know the wedding day in the fitness industry we'll call it that um i love i love playing with color um i love like just like sometimes just little subtle hints of color like a little bit of like pop on the inner corner or under your eyes just so like subtle is best i like kind of subtle looks personally and that's what majority of my makeup are relatively (laughs) subtle um and yeah i mean i think a lot of my clients though and a lot of the girls in the industry they're so used to their bodybuilding life but they don't wear makeup like day to day or even when they go out they don't know what they're doing they're like oh my god I don't know what I want and I like that because girls come to me and they love my work and they're like Georgia I don't care like do whatever you want to do because I know you're, I'm gonna like it and I'm like yes because then I get to be creative and I really enjoy it um and then every now and then I'll get someone come with like a really particular specific look but that's fine because that girl's done her research knows what she wants and is after this specific look and that's great that they've done that yeah do you find it's more appropriate to be more extravagant with makeup in some federations in comparison to others i don't think so um because at the end of the day stage makeup its job is to highlight 
your face in the right way, like compliment your tan, you know, look, look like you're wearing makeup and like highlight all the, you know, the high points of your face, like having like nice bold brows to hi highlight your face and obviously all the eyeshadow, big lashes to open your eyes, highlight to make you look like you're glowing, blush to make you look like you're alive and just, you know, the, the stage lights drown you, like will drown out your face. So you need to have a lot of makeup on to look, because it's funny, you'll see people on stage and they're like, wow, they look beautiful. And then backstage, you're like, wow, they're wearing a lot of makeup. So it's, yeah, stage makeup is, is, is stage makeup for a reason. I mean, particularly, it still needs to be beautiful. And I do think it's like very similar to like going on a like a night out kind of makeup. Um, and oh, I love doing stage makeup. It's because it's just all out and I just, it's so much fun. It is amazing to see like all the different looks and stuff on stage. I, I love it. Yeah. And I'm, I'm by no means a makeup like <laughs> professional. I'm all. Those girls are like you though. They're just like, Oh my god, I wouldn't even know where to start. Yeah. Um and if I can't make like um someone's shoot or someone's like, you know, I'm at one show because I can't make another one or whatever, I, I have done trials um for a girl and makeup lessons, sorry. Yeah. Makeup lessons teach girls how to do their makeup because they're like, Oh my god, like how am I gonna do it on my own? I'm like, let's do a makeup lesson. Yeah. I'll show them um like pre-makeup lesson I said send me a picture of what your kit and what you have and then I'll suggest products and be like right go get this this and this and I'm not funny I'll give them all like drugstore level stuff because some of that stuff is honestly the best and a lot of my kit is drugstore level and drugstore level I mean it's not like designer you don't need 35 pound foundation you yeah. don't and a lot of the time as well you can go get samples from like Mac and Bobby Brown and all that you can just go get a sample and then that'll last like well, a few, yeah you last you for a few shows. Yeah, so. I've gone up to, I've actually gone up to the counter in Mac and been like, got pictures of my shows up and been like, you know, this is what I do. Um, I need some samples and they're fine with it. So for anyone listening that needs to do their own makeup, go get some samples. <laughs> Honestly, you say that like, and especially like, so if they want to get like a nice one, like a Mac foundation, like imagine buying a stage Mac foundation, like, that's going to last it. That'll go out of date before you finish it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you can do things. That's a little bit more complicated. You can get a foundation that matches you. And then you can get these things that basically like warm up or darken your foundation. But that's just, that's what makeup artists should be doing. But the sample thing is a fantastic idea. Or I can suggest you like 10 pound foundation that you can get. That's fantastic. Yeah. So, Yeah. So when do when going back to bikinis, if someone orders a bikini with you, when do they need to worry about sending in their final measurements? So um four weeks out is their final measurements. At this point, their I their tops will be going into construction. So in a perfect world, their top measurement really won't change that much. So say someone's like, for example, you're like a BC cup. Obviously, you prefer the bigger cup against your shoulder. So I knew you were the C cup. And you're, that's not going to change regardless of your boobs getting bigger or smaller. Because you're not, you're not losing dramatic amount of tissue. You're just going to have less in that cup that you're filling out. So obviously, I mean, I packed yours full of like, and I don't know how we did it. It was, I always go, 
always show everyone your picture. I said, look what we did with Danny. Honestly, <laughs> it looks like it looks like I had boobs and trust me. You had like no breast tissue by the end of your prep. Like I was like, how have we done this? <laughs> it was just skin. <laughs> And I was like, look, she's got like, you had full on cleavage and everything. I was like, this is amazing. So you can honestly do a lot. Um, all my cups come with, are come lined with like teddy stuffing. And I actually put an extra gel pad in Nora's, remember? Those are the like heavy bits. <laughs> it was the heaviest bikini in the world. Um, but yeah, sorry. Going back to what you said, um, four weeks out is their, their final measurements because at the three week out mark is when you're coming to collect your bikini from me for your final fitting or I'm shipping your bikini out to you. There's a very rare occasion that girls, every now and then there's girls that either compete frequently or they're, they're confident that they're going to drop like another three kilos or something in the last like three weeks. They're, they're, I have a few clients that come to me on peak week and pick their bikinis up or I ship it to them. I don't like to leave it that late, but a, a, a client that's been with me for like a certain amount of time, like they know that the bikini is going to come one time and it's going to fit and whatever. And they're confident in me. And they're like, I don't need it to like practice and, you know, walk around and do posing in it. A new client, I'd love to get the bikini two to three weeks out. No later than that or earlier than that, because I need it to fit them, especially if you have connectors. Yeah. There's not much leeway and like, um, uh, like giving them. So it has to fit like really nice and snug. Um, but at the same time, like I would like them to have like a week and a bit to wear it, feel confident in it, do some posing practice in it. And it's like, it's really exciting receiving that bikini. Um, so yes, um, my website is still, is going to have a section on it that says submit your final measurements. Um, so that would be basically an area, usually I get them emailed to me, but what it does, it just submits an, um, an email to me with their final, uh, hip and like glute measurement. Um, because that's the one that matters the most, because at this point I know that their cup is their cup. And I feel like I really want, I've lost a three cup sizes, which is very rare or that I don't think that ever happens, but yeah. Yeah, definitely. And so when it comes to your athletes, what do you look for when you are selecting your sponsored athletes? Um, oh, I did a whole podcast with Mandy from Black Ice with Jasmine about this. And we talked about this for like an hour, an hour and a half. Um, in a nutshell, I look for someone that is a seasoned competitor um, that has... Uh, that has kind of earned their stripes, I would say. Um, it doesn't mean that you've won every bloody show that you've competed in. Um, it means someone that, you know, eats, sleeps, and breathes bodybuilding, and, and it's part of that fitness industry. You need to have good social media content, a relatively good following. Um, ideally, I know and have a relationship with all of my athletes sometimes a majority of the time prior to me thinking about sponsoring them because most of the time I have said to mo most of my clients I'd really like to sponsor you I don't I have I only a couple of them have written into me and been like would you consider me as an athlete and if they have it just so happens that I've thought but I've had them in my in the pipeline in my head <laughs> yeah. um and it's funny because it all really happened very organically um 
if someone happens to have, it's always, it always happens. I get an email or a message being like, you know, would you consider me? And, it, and I'm like, it's so funny that you've said that because I've been thinking about you for like the last two weeks or two months or whatever. So um, all of my athletes, I've taken a long time to, to think about, um, or I've been, I've been thinking about them for a while and I'm like, when is the right time to ask them? Or I wonder if they're going to ask me and we all just like come together really organically. So it's really nice. Um, I have a really close relationship with all of my athletes. I speak to like, you know, all of you guys, um, relatively frequently. Um, and I want them to represent me and not just like me as a person, but love my products, be able to recommend my products to, you know, e.g. your ass, your, the, your team um, that you coach um, or the people that are around them because they are representation of me and my bikinis and, you know, it should feel like a big deal. At least I hope it feels like a big deal. Um, and yeah, this has been, a, I'm really excited for the 21 team. Um, I'm so excited. It's the best team I've ever had. Um, it's the biggest team I've ever had. I never really sponsored that many. I think I have I want to see. I have fourteen. Yeah, and I usually have about ten. I would but say I'm to happy. people. Yeah, I would say to people if you're thinking about working with a brand, like you should want to promote that brand without having to be sponsored to promote that brand. If that makes sense, like you yeah. should want to be a part of it, and it shouldn't feel forced. Yeah, I know. I literally don't have to ask any of my team to do anything. Like, I know, fair enough, like, it's in the contract, like, what your responsibilities are to be part of the team. But, like, I literally don't have to, like, bat an eyelid. Like, you all, you guys all do your job. And that's why I was like, right, I know I've made the right decision. Like, I don't have to find someone to, like, post something about sale. You all just do it. Um, And a lot of my girls have been previous clients. So they've invested in me and in my product before they were sponsored. And I was like, well, then I know that they believe in me. Yes. Because they were willing to pay for a product first before earning their stripes to be part of the team. So it's amazing. Yeah, everyone on the team is amazing. Cool. And what are your goals for Georgia Rose Bikinis? Oh my God. I don't even know how to answer that question. Um, I would like 2021 to be another pivotal year for me and my team. Um, obviously now like I have my own studio which I never had before I like literally used to work in like living rooms bedrooms like kitchens like so having my own spaces and like that's potentially about to grow even bigger is phenomenal and it feels amazing so if I could follow that kind of (laughs) like growing trend that I feel like I'm on like I actually feel like I've been on this like train track. I've been going in one direction and I finally kind of like veered off and I'm like, Oh my God, I'm going somewhere else now. This feels, this feels, this is where I'm supposed to be going. Um, I have been meaning, I keep saying I've been meaning to, but my long-term goals is GR for me as a brand. So GR is makeup, GR is bikinis, GR is hopefully something more in the pipeline. Obviously I have a lot of passion for, um festivals and raving and things like that and me I've been talking about designing my own a separate company starting my own kind of like rave wear festival wear line that is something I've been working on over the winter period so I'm very excited to start launching that hopefully by summer next year um I've not really talked about this with anyone yet and it's fine it's not like it's a secret or anything 
Um, and I think a lot of people that know me, this kind of is a very, very large representation of like who I am, because I am a bit of like, I love music and I love going out. And that is more about, shows about a lot about more of my personality and who I am as well. And I'm ho hopefully at the moment, I'm looking for um, a couple of people to start designing that um, collection with me. Um, as for bikinis, super excited about next year because um, I'll be at Fit Expo. So that's my first exhibition that I've ever done before. Um, I'm going to be sponsoring the Fit X shows as the bikini sponsor, which is also insane. That's incredible. Um, I know, I can't, I just can't believe like all these, you know, all these little tiny things that are happening, which kind of for me feel like one big achievement. Um, so I'm hoping just, I feel like I'm on this momentum with my business and I'm just hoping that I can just ride this wave, like wherever it takes me. Um, I'm just, I'm so excited for the future. I yeah. think just to summarize, I am so excited for the future. I just, yeah, I'm, I feel really confident. And when you're, when you feel confident in what you do, honestly, and, and hard work, you get, you get lucky when you work hard, I promise. And I said it to anyone. It's not luck yeah but yeah so what you happen to get quote unquote lucky after you worked hard um and all of that is starting to show and the more i started to believe in myself the better thing these things came like rolling to me like like i said to you like after black friday i was i was speechless that whole week every time an order came through and my boyfriend said to me he's like you shouldn't feel a speechless georgia like you've worked for this and i like and I still do, I said, I can't believe these tiny, I really appreciate the smallest things. So someone else, it might be like, oh, like that's not that big of a deal. But for me it is because I went for, I went from honestly, like never believing in myself, never thinking that I could do this to being like, I can't believe like I've actually made this happen. Yeah. Um, I can get emotional talking about it. Um, I just, I'm really excited, really excited. Yeah. yeah, I'm so excited for you. So I will put your website down in the description box below. Where can people find you on social media, Georgia? So uh, at handle Georgia Rose Fit, at handle Georgia Rose Bikinis. And what's my makeup one? I think it's Georgia Rose Makeup underscore is my makeup page. And if someone wants to place a bikini order, should they go straight to the website? If they, if they know what they want, absolutely. It's all e-commerce on there. Um, you can put your deposit through on there. You can buy your posing bikini on there. Um, but obviously I always, I did a lot of your girls. Um, for a newcomer, the website's super overwhelming because there are so many options. Book a free consultation with me and we can just talk about it. And I basically just guide them to ordering and then they're like, oh, that makes so much sense. So I do free, um, virtual basically consultations or you can come to my studio um and we can talk about it in person we can look at all the crystals and the fabrics so yeah amazing <laughs> thank you so much for joining us it's been a pleasure to have you on and i will see you in the next one guys